It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And I think that as a parent of those young children, you're well within your rights to politely say, hey, just before you go on with that particular line of conversation, I know this is a bit awkward, but we're not actually into talking about that. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. We love it when you send us emails via podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au and ask us your questions. We can't answer them all, but now and then we get an absolute doozy that we just have to talk about on the podcast. An anonymous emailer has said, I've been listening to your podcasts off and on for a little while, but more regularly lately. I find your advice realistic and therefore it's actually helpful rather than making me feel like a failure. How nice is that? Kylie, uh, we're actually helping somebody. Thank goodness for that, right? (laughs) This person says, how do we talk to our kids respectfully about family members that have conspiracy theories? School holidays are just around the corner. We're going to spend some time with our family. And we have grandparents on my side and an auntie that are deep into conspiracy theories that I won't go into. We do live away from them, which means it usually isn't an issue. However, we're going, to visiting, we're going to be visiting them during the holidays and I want to know how to handle this well. How do I talk openly with my kids about this without them thinking that my family is crazy? <laughs> I, want them, <laughs> I want them to have a respectful relationship with that person without taking their opinions on board. And this is the thing, right? Sometimes the grandparents or the aunties or the uncles, sometimes the family members, Kylie, they they kind of dive in and say, kids, I know you're only eight, but I need to tell you something important about the world. It's messed up. And then they dive into their into their weird stuff. Uh, you and I have had this happen with a couple of our kids and it, it gets kind of tricky. Yeah. And I think usually I would be kind of suggesting that whole idea around getting furious, not curious. And <laughs> Sorry, I just need to repeat what you said because I think you might have gotten back to front. You said we, we've got to get furious, not curious. In other words, let's just blow up. No, I did not. <laughs> you wait, I said curious, not furious. You wait until we hear the replay on this and you're going to discover that you got it around the wrong way. I don't think I did. <laughs> anyway, go on. I know what you mean. You meant get curious, not furious. How funny is it going to be, by the way, if this gets replayed? We're not going to edit this out. <laughs> if it gets replayed and you're right and I'm wrong, I'm going to apologise. I will be grovelling. That whole idea around getting furious, not curious. Furious, not curious. This is kind of aligned with the conversation. This wasn't a setup, but... What if your belief is wrong, Kylie? How are you going to respond when you hear that I was right? You're not right. (laughs) How do we get people to take notice, to think again, to change their mind? This is fascinating, isn't it? When one person, and and, and it fits in so well with the conspiracy theory conversation, you've just created it for us. How do you have the tricky conversation so that they're open to hearing that maybe – a different point of view might be helpful. Now, I know conspiracy theorists are also listening to this and saying it's not a conspiracy. And if everyone would just be more open to it, they'd realise that I was right. We're also convinced, aren't we, that our opinions are right. Anyway, uh, Kylie, um, let's let's just focus on the adult side of things for a sec. Okay, we've got. Okay. I think the reality is we we live in a world that is full of differing opinions. We're going to come across. Someone who has a different opinion with us, probably every, I don't know, every hour of every day. Like, Well, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, only that, every couple of minutes. And, and, and what happens is people do get furious, not curious, don't they? 
They do. <laughs> so I have a few tips to help us as we work through this situation. Okay. So- All right. Let me recover while you share your tips and let's see uh, Let's see how much they coincide with this, the, the kinds of things that I would say. I wonder if there's a conspiracy operating right now. What do you reckon? If adults it's are- important that when we have a differing opinion that we stay calm. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you stayed calm when you said furious, not curious, and I corrected you? I did not say furious. <laughs> Okay. All right. So staying calm is important. Yes. But that didn't answer my question. Did you feel like you stayed calm? (laughs) Yes, I did. Right. Well, it'll be interesting when we play it back to see how calm you stayed as well. The next tip would be to be an active listener. Uh We're so busy talking and we struggle at times when somebody else has a different opinion because we really want them to understand our point of view, Mm. but we're not so willing to listen to hear their point of view. Great point. Uh, Did you notice how much I was listening to what you had to say then? You are such a good listener. Aren't I? Aren't I? I I just want to model. I want to be a great example here. (laughs) (laughs) Number three would be to respect differing opinions. We're not going to agree all the time. We don't actually have to hate the person or dislike the person or get angry at the person because they don't see the world the same way we do. If everybody saw the world the same way I did, it would be a really boring place. Having said that, I mean, so so we've got a, a mutual friend uh, who really does believe that everything that happened on September 11 was a great big conspiracy theory and that it was all manufactured by the US government to justify war and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it can be really hard. And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way. I just want to make the point. It can be very hard to be respectful when somebody's saying something that seems so outlandish to you, so so far-fetched and so inconsistent with all of the uh, all of the seemingly obvious evidence that's in front of us. It's so hard to stay respectful. And yet, we're still friends with this person. We think that they're a little bit kooky for believing that particular thing, but it doesn't stop us enjoying a really great relationship. Do, do you know what I mean? And I think that's that's kind of where they're going here. You can just accept that that's what they believe, but that doesn't mean that everything in their life is nuts and we need to stay away from them. To the contrary, this person is actually a really good guy. His family's wonderful. We just happen to disagree on that particular issue. And so we don't talk about September 11 ever because it's just a lightning rod. I think that fits in beautifully with tip number four because it's about considering the bigger picture. Ah, Um, yes. Our relationship, more times than not, is more important than a lack of congruency in opinions. Yeah, yeah. There's an issue. So let the issue be there, but let's focus on the big picture of the relationship. I love that. Uh, Anything else that you wanted to highlight in terms of just working through this from an adult to adult perspective before we talk about the kids? Well, the last thing would be just making sure that we create safe boundaries. And that could be any number of things. If, you know, we're open to having conversations, but at any point in time, we feel like we're threatened by the conversation or it's no longer becoming um, a conversation that is benefiting anyone, you know, having having some boundaries around what you might do in that situation. Can we change the subject? Um, I don't think where this is kind of helping either of us. Maybe we can talk about something different. Um, Distraction is always a really good tool. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to talk about that when we come back after the break. I think there's a, a, a useful idea there. But that, that idea of having uh, that that boundary around it, like I said, the, the friend of ours who's got those um, views on September 11 that are not consistent with ours and not consistent with what most people accept as historically accurate, we just don't talk about that topic with them. And we have a great relationship outside of that particular topic. So creating the boundaries makes a big difference. After the break, four or five ideas for how this 
emailer and you as well if you've got family members with differing opinions on some of these lightning rod issues how we can actually talk to our kids about what's going on and how to keep the relationship safe and happy it's the happy families podcast our boys are struggling with friends mental health alcohol drugs pornography emotions, and so much more. But science tells us that the most important thing for your son's well-being is his connection with you. The Bringing Up Boys Summit is about one thing, taking you into your son's world and helping you connect with him in the way he needs you to. Find out more on the Happy Families web shop and start connecting with your son today. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. I was thinking, Justin, I remember a conversation we had with an author, Michael Parker, about his book, Talk to Your Kids About Things That Matter. Yeah. And as I was thinking about this particular scenario and the acknowledgement that these family members are not in these children's space all the time. And so with the coming up of holidays and the outlook of being able to be together, there's this wonderful opportunity to start to have conversations to prepare your children for the inevitable conversations that might come up at the dinner table. So Michael Parker, uh, we, we will link to that podcast in our show notes. It's a really great conversation that I think will be helpful for a lot of parents. Other than working through a book like that and, and actually doing the philosophical groundwork so that kids are open to different ideas, but also know how to interrogate them critically and analyze them for, um, for, for what's healthy and what's a positive way forward. A couple of other ideas that might be helpful. I think that if the relationship is strong enough, talking to the adults in question beforehand about your concerns that, you know, the conversations that might come up around the dinner table are conversations that you prefer not to have with the eight and 10 year old in the room. Um, yeah. Would- hopefully alleviate any concerns that you have about the children being in those, you know, kind of spaces where they're not capable of navigating them adequately at that age. That that can be really tricky, but also really helpful, depending, like you said, on the quality of the relationship that you have. And it's not that hard to have that discussion. You simply give uh, the in-laws or you give your parents a call and say, hey, uh, you know, we're looking forward to being with you. I just wanted to highlight, you and I differ really strongly on that particular issue. Let Let me just point straight to vaccine because that still is the lightning rod issue of the day right now. Uh, We've got really different opinions on vaccination. I know you've decided that you don't want to do it. We've gone the other way and gone with it. Really hoping that while we're there, we can just not have that conversation, especially in front of the kids, because it just makes everyone feel gross and we have a whole lot of conflict. And we, we want to have a great time with you. Like if you frame it like that, and if your relationship's sturdy enough to have the conversation in the first place, chances are it'll go really well. But... Sometimes it won't. Sometimes it's going to be way too tricky. Sometimes people will be offended. So I think, Kylie, it's also helpful to pre-warn the kids. If they're old enough, you might say, just before we arrive at Nana Pops, I know we've been on the road for a long time. I know we're all tired. We're excited to be there. But I just want to give you a quick warning. You know that Nana Pop feel differently about this particular topic than we do. We're just going to let you know that if they start talking to you about it, you're welcome to listen. It's probably polite to, but you don't have to. You can just say oh, mum and dad said that they didn't really want us to talk about that and and leave it with that. And then Nan or Pop can come and have the argument with you as an adult rather than with the kids because the kids really shouldn't be involved in it. So just pre-warn the kids, let them know it might come up and they've got your permission. You've got their back. They're allowed to walk away or 
if they choose not to, you just want them to come and have a chat with you about it afterwards so that you can do a debrief and help them to interrogate those ideas more effectively. Yeah, I think that's a really important part because you can't be in your children's space, you know, 24-7, especially when you're in other people's homes. And so helping your children to recognise and know that if they hear things that they're not comfortable with, whether it be in the school playground or in grandma's house or aunties or uncles, that they know that they can come and talk to you about it and debrief and kind of just understand and unpack things, you know, in a safe space is really important. Yeah, two other uh, really quick ones as well. Um, This one's a bit of an awkward one, but every now and again, you'll be at the barbecue or in the swimming pool or around the dining table. You'll all be together doing something. And every now and again, they'll bring something up that you really don't want to have discussed in front of the kids. Um, it, it might be they've been watching the latest thing on, on on your streaming service and it's a controversial or provocative program that you don't want to be talking about in front of the kids. Or it could be that it's going to be one of those lightning rod issues. And, and I think that as a parent, of those young children, you're well within your rights to politely say, oh, hey, just before you go on with that particular line of conversation, I know this is a bit awkward, but we're not actually into talking about that. We just don't feel good about having those conversations, at least when the kids are here. We know that it's real life. We know that it's going on, but we've been teaching the kids something else and we don't really want to have that discussion now. But do you reckon we could talk about and have something ready to talk about instead Do you reckon we could talk about how the kids went at their cross-country the other day? Do you reckon we could talk about how um, how the the, the boys are going with their their, their karate or building that billy cart or uh, their their BMX jumping or how the girls are going with their their netball or whatever activities they're involved in? If you've got something that you can pivot into after that awkward interruption, we're just not into talking about that. Do you reckon we could talk about this instead? What you're usually going to find is that everyone in the family, unless they're particularly obnoxious, is going to go, Oh, yeah, fair enough. Well, and so how did you go at the cross country? And, and I think that's a really helpful thing to do. Uh, have a topic change ready. That's kind of my other, my other bit of advice that is hopefully going to be helpful for our, our, our person who sent us this email. Kylie, anything else to wrap things up? Well, I guess the only other thing I'd suggest is that, you know, more times than not, when you're getting together with extended family, there's there's cousins involved, so there's children. And so if you're really concerned about conversations that might be being had um, around various topics, then maybe just kind of encouraging, you know, there to be a kid's space where the kids can all hang out and, um, you know. <laughs> they, have- they can indulge in their own conspiracy theories about what the adults yeah. are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when we when we go to your parents' house, the adults usually sit at the table inside and the kids have the patio outside. And it just means that, you know, adults are a little bit more free to have conversations. And yes, every now and again, a child does walk in, but the chances of them being a, a full participant of the conversation, as opposed to, you know, just a fleeting walk by because they want to fill their plate up again or something, is going to be a lot less, um, you know, in your face, I guess. Mm. We really hope that this is helpful for any of you who are travelling during the whole holidays and hanging out with some of the other adults in your family who may or may not view the world exactly the way that you do. Thank you so much to our email at podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au for asking the question. Your questions are always welcome. We will do our best to answer some of them from time to time where we have spots in the podcast routine to to get to it. Justin Rulon from Bridge Media is our executive producer. Oh, no, I just promoted him. Sorry, Justin. You're not the EP. Uh, that's Craig Bruce. Justin Rulon is our producer. He's from Bridge Media and he makes the podcast sound great. Uh, Craig Bruce is the executive producer and he's the one who helps us decide what to talk about like 
conspiracy theories and adults who are trying to influence our children in ways that we don't like. Uh, we hope that it's been a helpful conversation for you. Enjoy the school holidays. We've got one more episode tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. And then we're away for a couple of weeks while we try to figure out if we can ever find ourselves a place to live in this never-ending move. Um, we look forward to joining you again after the holidays. Oh, by the way, during the holidays, we're going to continue the content. We've got a whole lot of our very best bits, snippets from some of our favourite interviews to inspire your parenting throughout the upcoming Easter break. In the meantime, any other info you need about making your family happier is available at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.